This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, it's Enemies. My name is Lisa. Hello. This is going to be a super short intro. If this is your first venture into this podcast, this might seem chaotic. Did I even say my last name? It's Lisa Traeger. This is Enemies. Um, I'm in an Austin hotel room. I am... How do I... Surviving on fumes, is that a saying? So basically... Um, well, first of all, our guest today is Kara Clank, who is my co-host on That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. We're on tour. It's a hit. That's why we're here in Austin. We're going to be performing. I'm so excited for this crossover event that you've all been waiting for. Um, and so, yeah, we talk about our friendship relationship and all of that and working together and her stuff and my stuff. So it was really, really fun to not have to talk about like murder. JK, we love it. But <sighs> can I get my breath? So we were in New York this weekend. We got a billboard in Times Square, digital, but you know. And uh, so it was like a big trip. It was wild. My uh, my sister and niece were there. It was like, go, 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 go. Also huge news. I did book an acting job. So basically like last night, I took my sister and niece out. We went to the cellar. There was music and all. Of, it was just like so fun, such fun friends. And then I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. And so I didn't sleep at all, at all. Packed up my shit at 5 a.m. and went straight to the airport. Gone on a flight, you know, slept on the flight in and out throughout the movies. What did I watch? 10 Things I Hate About You, Legally Blonde. And then I put on Miss Congeniality, but didn't get very, very far. Landed in Austin, went straight to do someone's podcast who has studios here. No big deal. Then I went straight to get Jimmy John's. Now I was in the hotel and I had a sexy hour and a half to nap. Couldn't do it. Napped for maybe 25 minutes and was just like up tossing and turning, dreading it. Like I've not slept more than three hours on a plane. Like I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And now I have to go perform a show. Um, I'm not going to shower. That's going to help. Um, but I'm also annoyed. I ordered an Uber like pre advance that just helps my stress. Cause like once I know that I've set it up and that it's coming, there's not going to be a surprise that like I'm ready at six 15 and then it's like a 12 minute wait. Like I just can't do that, but it was $30. And then just now when I opened it to see like what it would be to just order an Uber, it was $8. So like, excuse me, you're going to pre-order 30 normal eight, whatever. So I'm on my way to meet Kara. She's there for the soundtrack. Then I have a 7 a.m. flight tomorrow straight to Brooklyn for like COVID tests and costume fittings. And then I start shooting like it's I'm Lady Gaga. Like, I don't know what else to say. And that's how I push through. Like anytime I have these schedules where it's like flight, talk, do this. You have a show. Blah, 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 blah. I am like, Lady Gaga does it. You could do it. You could do it. You could do it. And so that's where I'm at right now. Do I wish I've washed my hair? Yes. I got a keratin Thursday. Today is Tuesday. Have not washed it, but whatever. So you're going to listen to enemies. That's where I'm at in my life. I am at a hotel. Well, I did fight with the fucking hotel employee. I'll tell you that much. Not really, but like she was just giving me all this attitude where I was like, hey, so my friend's on the fourth floor. And she goes, I'll give you whatever room is available. And I go, Okay. And if there's one on the fourth floor, that would be nice. Like, what are you doing, bitch? And then, um, whatever. Does it even matter? Does it even matter? 
oh, she was like, you're charged for the room. I go, no, the room should be covered. She goes, well, it's not. So that's that. And then it came up as just the deposit, you know, the incidentals. And I go, well, it only says a hundred. So is it covered or not? She goes, whatever it says, that's what it is. And I'm like, okay, lady, lady, I'm going to punch you in the face. Um, we're all, I'm also going through like a big drama where I'm annoyed. Like it's annoying when someone makes something about themselves. that's not about them. And then is like hurt. That's some that they weren't included in something that wasn't for them. And then like, instead of enjoying this thing that we're like, it's like dealing with the itch whatever that doesn't even matter dun 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 cliffhanger hopefully next week i'll have a resolution to that if you're in austin that's cool that you're hearing me before i even get there my throat hurts so bad i don't know how i'm gonna survive okay bye enjoy kara clank also besides us hosting that's messed up an svu podcast and going on tour she has a comedy album called undefeated it's amazing it's so funny she's also been featured on crooked media's podcast um fuck what is it called but you know the one it's the it's like the girl politics one i am such a bad person i can't believe i don't remember the name but i've told you i haven't been sleeping <laughs> like i don't know what you want from me um but i did try azul tequila okay here's Kara clank i hope you like it Kara, this is the episode that everyone's been waiting for how do you feel? Crossover event of the century. This is like Chicago PD and Law and Order SVU crossover. How do you feel? I'm so excited to be here. Am I the asshole from Chicago PD crossing over? No, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, I'm excited to be here. Like where, you know, it's like a different dynamic. You're in charge. So you tell me what what's up i don't know if i'm <laughs> I'm, in, if I'm in charge we're just here we're mostly here to promote the tour let's be honest no <laughs> we're gonna get into voicemails we're gonna do stuff but i you know i was thinking what do i want to talk to kara about and we'll talk about our dynamic and stuff but i remember there was someone that you said was invited to your wedding and you knew after the wedding you would never speak to them again. And it was like the yes. wedding and then a farewell. So I'm curious yes. about that story. Well, yeah. So I told, I just tell people sometimes like, sometimes I go, I think, what did I say? I go, sometimes your wedding can be a goodbye to certain people in your life. Like I can understand how you're like, this person is toxic. This person is, I never see them, whatever, but like they have been a huge part of my life up till now. So I feel like I have to invite them to the wedding. Here they are. Here's the invite. And then it's kind of like, I'm washing my hands. Do you know what I mean? So I had this college roommate, my roommate for all four years of college, who, when I look back, like we had a very toxic relationship. And when I, but we were like, together all four years of college like and it was like everyone would be like oh you're like sisters you're like sisters the way you guys fight and stuff and I'd be like yeah it doesn't really feel this way with my sister like I don't really <laughs> like this feeling <laughs> and then and then she came we had like a bunch of like restarts after college where we were like all right let's like stop let's like get back and I was like okay we're all gonna grow up and like have a better friendship and then she came to my wedding we had a great time and then like a couple months after my wedding, I was like, I'm coming up to where you live. Like, and they have this like big house. And I was like, Oh, can like, is it cool if we stay? And they had totally said like, yes, in advance. And then 
like a few days before when I confirmed, she was just like, no, like it's not going to work out or something. And I was like, this is the shit you always do. And I'm done with this. And I just haven't talked to her since then. And so that was like seven years ago. And I just feel really good about it. <laughs> like I feel I can get more into the specifics of like the toxicity, but that's basically what happened was like, she came to my wedding and I was like, okay, this was fun. Everyone would have thought it was weird if she wasn't at my wedding. And then now I'm like, I've had children. I don't speak to, you know, like other milestones in my life have happened. I just don't talk to her. We still have a lot of friends in common, but it's like not hard. We live on opposite sides of the country. It's not hard to like, sort so of you stay. do still have friends in common. Yeah. Yeah. And is she toxic to them? Um, the thing is, is this, I oh God, I wonder who listens. I don't really care. I think this person's like kind of a narcissist. So I know that most of our good friends are not like, this is a person I can really rely on. Like, this is a person I'm going to call. Like she, she's still like, she kind of lives in her own little bubble with her like world and people I think will go visit her and hang out with her. And I think like, like that are some of my old friends are connected to her, but no one's like, but she's definitely cut off with a lot of people and just has like a few of them. And they're, no, the toxicity was between us two. Damn. And did you know you were never going to speak to her after the wedding or it was just that house thing that happened more? It was kind of like the house thing because it was like, oh, the wedding felt like, oh, a new like maybe we can start off. And then I was just like, I'm done with this shit. Like now you've come to my wedding. It's done. That chap like, you know, anything that you would have to like be at that would be controversial amongst our friends for someone to not be invited is go is done let's just fucking you know I'm done with this and I think also I was at a place in my life like I got married when I was 35 and I was like I don't need to be I don't need to I'm a very loyal friend you know Virgos like I'm like one of these people that's like I'm friends with someone forever I keep in touch with all my old friends I've got a million friends that I keep in touch with even people I haven't seen in years if I know I'm gonna be in their city I'll like look them up get together with them like that's the shit I do and I just kind of realized in my 30s, I was like, oh, I don't really need to keep someone in my life that actually just makes me feel bad about myself all the time. Like, that's not really, that's not the loyalty test. Like, you know, that's not like, a, that doesn't say anything bad about me if like we don't, if we stop hanging out. No, I had a friendship where the final straw was, I was supposed to stay at their house. Then they lied about the reason. And then I, they got caught in the lie. And then I was like, never again. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like the proximity of my wedding, which I had spent a year planning on my own. Like everybody said they had the greatest time. She came, brought her significant other, had an amazing time. And then I was and then like when we were there, I was like, I'm coming up to where you are. Like it's going to be like me and my sister. And like, you know, it was like, yes, stay, blah, blah, blah. And then it was just like, no, not going to work out. Like everything's just like all about her. And like, you know, it was like nothing was even considered that like. I just felt like the juxtaposition of how close it was to my wedding. Like I let you into this really special day of my life. And then like a month later, you, I can't stay on a fucking couch at your house. Like I was just like, goodbye. Goodbye. You know? Yeah. Do you feel like we know more lunatics than the average person because of our career paths? Yes. <laughs> For sure. When I talk to my like <laughs> random friends from college, like they'll just tell me stories about their friends. And it's like nobody is the cast of characters that I feel like we know in our lives. No, they like each other. They're like, yeah. they're just like chill. They're like, bye, see you later. And then yeah, they're but fine. it's also <laughs> like, but it's also like some of my friends that live in like Connecticut and just like see maybe friends 
every other weekend. You know what I mean? They're not doing as much social shit as we do, I feel like. So you think it's because we see people all the time? <laughs> yeah, and we have a huge, like, well of people here because of, like, we work with everyone that we're friends with, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, you would, if you were a regular, like, insurance adjuster or something, you probably wouldn't be getting drinks with your work friends that much. Like, maybe once in a while, you know? Yeah. It wouldn't be, like, every social thing you do. <laughs> like it is for us damn yeah i guess but i do think we know a lot of lunatics we do and you know um do you feel like outside of your family we spend the most amount of time together of anyone else in your life me and you <laughs> yeah like on zoom at least yeah <laughs> and on the road <laughs> yes for sure <laughs> it is wild yeah like we are together a lot yes i would say that yeah i can't think of another friend who even comes close to the amount of time we spend we really do it is intertwined and so because of that people have heard stories throughout this podcast if there are any consistent listeners there might be some new people sneaking in to get some more juice out of us um <laughs> out of us together but i talk about how we had an uh, a health an amazing pandemic group but it was so in unhealthy that it took a while <laughs> afterwards to figure out yeah and then it we were unhealthy close oh i was just talking about it with someone they go it seems unhealthy i go it's unhealthy to be this close with people well right strange loose people in a pan but thank god we had it but thank god we had it because like that's my thing it's like i'm just a person that like needs social i need social i to be social with people like i could not have done the thing where people are like yeah it's just like my brother and his wife and kids were just like in a house not seeing anybody for months and months and months and i was like can't, it can't be me like i'll die like so i was so happy to be able to have like a small group that we were able to kind of really trust each other and like do that like that everybody was taking it seriously and blah 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 but yeah there were a lot of like pre-existing dynamics new dynamics like you know crazy things going on with just the pandemic and how it how it affected a lot of people's personalities and um <laughs> i will say <laughs> it kind of exploded at the <laughs> imploded at the end but you know i was very grateful for it yeah but it was like like it felt like every weekend or at least or a couple times a week I had like something to do with like one or two people if not everybody in the pod and like I was very grateful for it I just felt like it was an unhealthiness because it was like after it all separated it was hard to separate into individual lives at least for me yeah where it was still like aren't we all doing this and it's like everyone needs to just go live their lives for a little bit <laughs> Well, yeah, I think no, no. part of that, too, is like when people were accepting that it was safe to do that again, you know, like there might have been times where some people started flying and then it was like, oh, OK, I guess is it over? Like and then, you know, there were like waves that came back and we didn't know. But I'm like, are you saying that I was trying to hang out with you too much after it was over? <laughs> no, <laughs> but you didn't get the thing of like, well, why are you guys doing that? And I'm not doing that. Or like, what are you guys up oh, to? Yeah. yeah, there was like a little bit of like, yes, there was like a we all do things. Of course, we're renting houses nonstop together. We're the only people we see to like, oh, we're going to go do this. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, aren't we all going to see what we're all doing? Like that was my, the men, that or was do like, we have to invite so-and-so because we were with them in this whole thing or so-and-so and so. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, that's it what was hard I felt. To navigate. I felt the untangling of the like intertwinedness of like cousin-like connectedness. Yes. 
because it was like a familial pod almost with that yes. much time spent where with no one else as an option and like yeah and then you and I have like work on top of that you know certain well, you people know have other professional relationships layered on it's just like yeah well, you know what I was just thinking? Um, I don't know how it came to me, but like, it's so wild. All the different places and things that have happened since we started, that's messed up. Like when yes. we started it, it was in the middle of the pandemic in Highland Park, weird places. But I was in Chicago and I would come back and forth. Well, you were in. No, yes. Because, yeah, you had already. Yes. Because Skokie, we didn't start when you were in Skokie, right? We didn't start till. I like came back. Well, no, you would come back to record. Yes. And I had like Airbnbs and we would, or I'd stay at someone's house and we would record there and you were pregnant, moving. Was there a child? Like, I don't even remember. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Cause like when we started, it was probably like October of 2020. Right. So Rosie was like a year and a half old. I was pregnant at one point, then I wasn't pregnant again, but then I was pregnant with Oscar in that October of 2020, where I was like feeling so sick. Like some of our first episodes, I'm like, "Mm," like not feeling good, but it was wild. And then you came back and well, and then I was in a condo, the Hasidic Jewish condo in Skokie. And and then it was like. Yeah, and then I guess just Highland Park. I guess yeah. we've just been here blocks but apart that, yeah. from each other. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy though because it used to be like you could just come into town and we could just tape, like record a bunch of episodes, and now it's like we're all over the place, like different country. Like you're back into stand up full on, you know, like everything's different. Yeah, it's um, it is a lot. And have you ever worked with a friend before? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I had a podcast with two friends before oh, ours. Yeah, duh. yeah, I had a but but that was like a little bit different because I won't I don't think it's embarrassing to say that that one wasn't really making any money. We had a great time doing it, but it wasn't like there was financial stake on the line. Not that we're millionaires from our podcast right now, but you know, it is like a professional enterprise for us. Well, and, and that's um, also like once a week you guys would meet up and chit chat about texts through your phone. I feel like we're like yeah. prepping for interviews, we're watching no. the things, we're doing what? You know there was an outline every week and I made it and I worked on the segments. But that's <laughs> but it was definitely way <laughs> Lucy goosey compared to ours <laughs> for sure i for do sure. show i do bust out your um your spreadsheet at parties i do show people <laughs> the spreadsheet i do show people the spreadsheet oh my god a friend just texted me today on a big like uh, text thread of my camp friends and was like trying to figure out the amount of money everybody owes for an airbnb and some people staying one night some people taking two nights and i go i'm just happy to pay for my night even if i cancel because i don't want anyone to have to do all this math and she goes well i mean i just did it in a spreadsheet it's like very easy and i was like oh my god that really makes my little virgo heart flutter that you just have like a math spreadsheet that does it all for you yes i love that teach me but don't isn't that what you do what are but you not talking the math. about? My spreadsheets are not mathy as much. Like I do actually all my bills, you would die. All of my bills since 2006 are in one spreadsheet. I can I, tell you what I paid for my energy bill in like September of 2009. If you wanted and to know every year is a tab <laughs> on the bottom. No, every month is a tab on the bottom. And it's not split off by years. No, it just goes like to the year and then it's all at the bottom. So you could like scroll forever to go across 
because I never really have to go back, you know, except like when I'm doing my taxes, but I just leave it there. But isn't it annoying to scroll all the way back or is it in a No, the first order? one is, oh, yeah, the first tab is always the current month. Interesting. Like, I don't even know how much money I make in a year. Like, I have no idea. I don't count anything. I'm not I know. advocating for it. I'm just saying, like, it is wild. We, I mean, I think that's why we work well together. Yeah, because <laughs> I know exactly, like, every penny of my money where it is at all times. And, like, hopefully I know what's coming in. And, like, you know. No, I'm, I'm one just... horrific tragedy away from living on the street. Like, that's... No. Or in Skokie. <laughs> or in Skokie. Like, I'm definitely, Listen. like, one thing away from, like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> My parents are not good with money and it has given me anxiety and I don't want to be like that. And so that's why I am the way I am. But you didn't know that they had problems with money till you were an adult or you always knew? Well, like when I was older, it, like even when I was like in my preteens, they'd be like, we owe a lot of money to the IRS. And I'd be like, you didn't know you had that. And they'd be like, we didn't pay a couple years. I'd be like, wait, what? And like then when I got older, I was like. How do you not pay your taxes? Like, so I don't really know their full financial. Like, I haven't, like, done a forensic accounting of their lives. But, like, I just am always been, like, don't overspend. Like, don't spend beyond your means. Like, don't, like, know where all your money's coming from. I'm just, like, that's, like, what that has taught me. Well, but, you know, I'll splurge here and there and be, like, I'll find a way to pay for it. You like to go to dinner. Yeah. You yeah. like to go to dinner. But it's also, like, I'm a very easy person to give gifts to. Because I like junk. So it's actually like really simple to make me smile. <laughs> and you hate things. I don't like hate things. I guess I just don't like um, ephemera. Like the stuff like did you ju you just watch the season five of, of better things. Like, you know, when they go to that, that episode's called ephemera. And it's like when they go, the girl goes to, um, sorry, Duke goes to that store with the people and they're buying, like they're at like an antique store and they're looking at for stuff. And the old lady there goes, that's really all of our lives, what they are, just the things we have and ephemera, you know? And, um, I don't know. I just, that doesn't like, that doesn't really resonate with me. I don't really, yeah, I love experiences. I like going out to dinner. I like if someone, yeah, like buys me. I don't really know what I like to receive even as a gift. That sounds really bad. I like don't even know. Of course, I would love to get like a sweater or something. But like, yeah, just like a little cute thing. But sweaters you, are hard to buy for people. What are you going to do? Yes. Go out and buy a sweater? You're going to return of it. Course. Not like a sweater, but like Jared bought me a dress one time that I really liked because he, my sister helped him. You know what I mean? Like I like when I, I can get good gifts, but you really like a variety of stuff. Like you're, you like a lot of different shows. You like a lot of different, like if I found some like cool Simpsons thing and I got it for you, like you would love that, you know? Like, so it's just, I don't know. It's just not. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm like, I don't know where I would put that. If you got me like a cute little thing, I'm like, where would I put it? Like, but also that's cause I have like two fucking kids that put everything in their mouths. Is that so really, I can't really that's put not cute shit out. Well, when we moved to our new house, I was like, well, I have kids. Like I do have a bunch of like crap out in the garage. That's like small collect, you know, I've collect, I have a, I have a trunk that has every single playbill letter, birthday card, ticket stub to anything I've ever done in my entire adult life or young adult life. Like I have that all sitting in a trunk. So it's like, I do keep shit. I do hoard emotional stuff, but not like really the kind of stuff that like you, you put on display, I guess. On display, on display. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
Is it weird thinking about your children having to navigate social interactions throughout their lives? <laughs> this is a twist. <laughs> I know. Like we saw, we you know, we saw your friend last week, and she was saying how you know oh, her, yeah. her son's friends aren't being nice to her. It just seems like such a nightmare to have to relive these like things. And also the movie Eighth Grade, like, um, and Pen15 does it where it's like these small little interactions and little moments mean everything in the world. That, like, devastate you and you hold on to them forever. Yes. And and it's these little things, and then all of a sudden you have to guide this little person in these interactions. Yeah. It is really, it does feel heavy. Like, sometimes I just, like, watch things on tv that and it reminds me about that i'm like oh yeah because like right now it's like rosie's life's pretty freaking easy so is oscar it's like they don't really have they, she doesn't even get her feelings hurt that much like if a kid's like i don't want to play with you she's kind of like Meh, and like moves on to the next thing like she's not even really affected yet by like social interaction and it is it is like because I had like horrible like I had a horrible time in seventh grade. Everybody was so mean. And like I've had definitely like so like horrible social interactions where I'm like, I think about them still, you know, and eighth grade, I sob cried the entire movie. Like it just was so <laughs> resonated with me. So like I, it does feel like a huge weight. And I think I just kind of like think like, let's take it one day at a time with that stuff, you know? Like, I have to just cross that bridge when I get to it. Yeah. I'm trying to read chill. some fucking books that'll help me or something like that. But I also take, I feel like I take a lot of, I take a lot of, um, not like inspiration, but like I take a lot of notes from my friends, I feel like. So what I, the friends that I have that have kids a few years older, I'll probably be like, you know, listening in, like, what's going on with that? How did you handle that? You know, I like that kind of sort of anecdotal stuff from people whose parenting you like and agree with. So we'll see when we get there. (laughs) Um, Okay. This is like, so I am bouncing around. There is bouncing, but we are, I would say gossipy. We enjoy a shit talk. You know, it was my superlative in high school with Jed. Duh, of course. (laughs) Should have had fucking Jed on. Biggest gossip. (laughs) (laughs) It gets a negative connotation. Sometimes I feel bad about it, but it is what ties most of my friendships together. I would say outside of Bravo (laughs) is... It is shit talking like I that's like kind of the center of all of my human connections and interactions. (laughs) I'm a small person that talks about people. That's me. No, that's okay. Listen, (laughs) when people say I don't talk about people, I'm like, I don't understand. Like you don't move through the world having thoughts about other people's actions, like things people are doing or saying like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like I think when people are like you're talking about someone behind their back, I'm like, yeah, that's like what human beings do. People talk about each other. You know what I mean? Like, it's wild to think that everything I ever had to say about someone, I would say right to their face. Like, what? That's like not realistic. And I don't think you are like mean spirited when you sit around and you're like, Da-da-da-da. you like tidbits. You like hearing like <laughs> funny things people said or a wild thing something somebody wore or like whatever. I never really feel like you're being. Listen, there are some people that you really dislike. And I know yeah. you love to get us a, a, a little tidbit about them. But, but I am also I do feel a little extra judgmental of a lot of things, but that's the Virgo. 
<laughs> yeah, baby. You can't get a loyal person without judgment. Like, you think we're all just going to be positive? It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. When I got Biggest Gossip in high school, I was not a person that was, like, whispering and starting rumors and shit. I re- weirdly... It was this thing where people would come up to me at parties and they would confess shit to me. Yeah. Like, I think they thought that, like, I could help them or that I would not tell anyone. And, like, I will not tell anyone if you tell me not to tell something. Like, I have secrets that people have told me that I still have never told anyone. Like, I won't tell anyone. If you kind of don't say anything, if it's something really serious, if it's, like, a medical thing, I'm not going to go behind and tell tell people. But if it's, like, a little story you told me and you didn't say don't tell anyone, I might tell a couple people. You know what I mean? Like, if it doesn't feel like it's... It's going to be that damaging to tell a couple people, but like, I always thought at the, like how my gossipy tendencies began like high school was more people just like confessing shit and confiding in me and stuff. And so that's, and then also I am social. I know a lot of people, so you're just going to know. I just always knew what was up. I always knew what was going on. And I think that's like, I am on that's why I watch as much TV as I watch. That's why I'm on Twitter. And like, I, I always want to know like what's going on. I don't want to like, you know, you always say to me, cause now I'm a little bit behind on what's going on since I had two kids. Cause it does like slow down my fucking life a little bit, but like, you'll be like, well, did you see that thing on Instagram? And I'm like, no. And it like kills me a little bit every time I say, I, I have no, to say no. It's not real life. <laughs> it's not real life. No, the but it's like, if it's, a, if it's like, if it's like a musical artist, like sometimes I sit around and I go, I don't even know what like the top 10 songs are right now. I used to know who I worked at MTV. I used to know who every fucking person older. was. We're I know. older. We should not yeah. know the up and coming. And I'm even older stars. than you. So wait, I did you it. see Danny DeVito speaking of, have you seen something? So, no. you know, it's the, you know, Kiki Palmer, like, I don't know that man. Sorry to yeah. that man. So there's yes. a new one with Danny DeVito where he, sh- they, they show him BTS and he's like, who the fuck is this? Like, he's like, who the fuck is that? Like, he has no idea. And it's Danny DeVito. That's so so good. it's fucking cute. That's so good. Yeah. I just like, I don't know. I don't think my gossip is malicious. Sometimes when I think that the connotation is bad, it's because people are like some gossips like make stuff up or they orchestrate things. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to tell a lie to Lisa so that she gets mad at this person. Like I don't do that kind of shit. I don't think you do either. No, no. I have gotten in the middle of things for sure though, but Mm -hmm. I've never created something from nothing. Well, that's always that's the true psychopath. Like we know somebody in common who does do that. And, um, he has a lot of other problems, but that's also something he does is just make up lies. And I think that's so crazy. Cause like, type it I in always... the chat, type it in the chat. Oh, who okay. are you talking about? Okay. Okay. Cause I'm thinking of other people, but I, you said a gender clue. Oh yeah. 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 But he's like makes things up. We'll just make things up about people's careers or how people are getting things or how people know each other or whatever. And you find out, you're like, wait, but why would that person, I I used to be like, but why would he make that up? And people would be like, Oh, he's psycho. He's crazy. Like he's, he's that he gets off on that kind of shit. And that's like, that's another level. I can't really handle just full out of nowhere lies, you know? Yeah, he sucks and everyone's just <laughs> fine with him. It's like, honestly, yeah. I feel like he comes up on this podcast 10 times. Uh, like, uh, like yeah. he's always coming up. It really fucking bothers me. I don't know. 
Some people are just, I don't know, not going to ever get what's coming to them, it feels like, you know? They fly just enough under the radar of getting canceled, and then they just, like, it never, they never get the comeuppance. What's your style of arguing, you think? What are the other people you wanted to talk about? Because you were like, I have enemies. I have things to talk about. Well, what were you thinking? Well, here's the thing. I was thinking about my my roommate from college. I have another friend that I was really close with in my 20s who just kind of cut me out. And after I, I didn't thought, tell you, well, I thought she behaved badly. And so we just both kind of stopped talking to each other. And then I would hear about her saying things to other friends like, oh, Kara's punishing me and this kind of thing. And I'd be like, you were really, really out of pocket on this trip that we went on together. And I just literally thought that you would apologize and we could move on like and that but this is this is what this person's style is. This person cuts people out like they are, you know, um, what's a good metaphor for that? Like, I don't know, just cut out goodbye, like all the time. So I just, you know, you never know someone's going to do that until they do it to you. You know, what's the behavior? Well, what happened on this trip? What happened? Okay, so we just like went on a trip where just the two of you or a group? No, it was okay. We went somewhere together, but we had we had done the trip the year before, and I was at a comedy festival. It was in Austin, Texas, and I like would go like we were so we were staying at separate places, but we were like kept trying to meet up and stuff, and she just kept. Um, being like, I'm here at this place. I'd be like, where? And then I wouldn't hear from her. And then she'd be like, we left. And it was just a bunch of shit like that where I was like, what the fuck are, is going on here? Like, why are you? And it just made me feel like she like wanted to be, hang out with these other people more, like they were cooler or something like that. And I was with comedians that she didn't know. So I understood that. It was honestly so long ago now that I'm forgetting the details, but I ha- I have multiple other friends that she has also cut out. So I kind of was like, Oh, when's my day? And I've had other friendships like that with people where I see how they treat other people. And I go, oh, you're like a cutter outer. You're going to cut me out one day, you know? And like, I just kind of wait for that day. And sometimes it happens. It's happened actually with two people who have then come back around to me. Um, But so, so sometimes I'm like, okay, if that, I don't really play games with like friendship stuff. I don't really like to play games. Like I really do feel like, If I have a problem, yeah, I might stew on it for a week or two, maybe even a fucking month. But I usually, if it's a big enough thing, I'm big into like, I'll write the email to be like, get all my thoughts in line and just say like, hey, here's how I feel. I want to do this. I want to talk about this and, you know, let's and clear the air. I just always want to clear the air and like get get over the fight, you know. Um, So that's my style of arguing, I guess, or my style of fighting. Is that, yeah. is that different or two know. different questions? It's like my style <laughs> of arguing. It's like, you know, I'll argue with you, but then I'll be like, that's true. I mean, I think I'm a give and take arguer, but like with yeah. fighting, with fighting, I really do try to like just communicate because I know I've, I've just had a lot of friendships end and I would hate to be known as someone that cuts people out, but I definitely have. Yeah, but again, we know a lot of fucking people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we just know a lot of people. You just like, I... I haven't really cut that many people out completely. Like there's people that I'm like, I think I need to adjust my expectations of you and take a step back, but I haven't really cut too many people just totally out. Um, I think if I had better skills in my life, I would have been able to more healthy deal with all of the people. Yeah, But at the time, yeah, it's like, sure. I'm not going to talk about it. And 
Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely like am the kind of person if I'm fighting with someone, I like feel sick. I think about it all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and I just want to like get it cleared up quickly because I don't like the feeling. But this person that I was friends with for four years, for, for all four years of college, I mean, for over, I mean, decades, we were friends, but like, maybe not decades, like, because uh, I forget when we stopped talking, but like, after the well, wedding, o- so over a decade. Yeah. yeah so like, to, so 98 to 2015, like, that's a lot of time. Yeah. And just she like when I looked back on it I was like oh she like loves making me feel bad about myself like she loves putting me down and then will put me down and I'll be like I don't like that and she'll be like no but we're like sisters this is like our sister thing and I would be like okay and like I was supposed to take that as such a big compliment that we were so close like sisters but then it just was all over and over for years and then she did like a couple mean things like after college. I was like, I, why am I still doing this? But it was always like, don't make it weird in the group. Like everyone, cause like, you know, it's a big, huge group of college people. And you like, you don't want it to be weird when you're like at people's weddings or at people's hangouts, vacations or whatever we're doing, you know? So I just didn't do anything about it for a long time. And then after my wedding, I was like, adios, you know? And I have not looked back. It does not really not doesn't bother me even like seeing pictures and stuff from college I'm like okay like that was a time and now you know but I realized that like all the other friends I made in college was like a bit of an attempt to get away from her like I would make other groups of friends because I felt so locked into her because we lived together we were randomly placed together as freshmen you and know? you stuck it out. And we and then I thought there's no way we'll live together next year. And she was like, well, I figure for next year, it'll be us two and these two girls. What do you think? And I was like, sure. Like, and then I get, you know, like, I guess I just was like, that's fine. And it, it just worked out the way that my other friends were going for rooming. And then for junior year, we were both abroad in the fall. And when we came back, there's only so many people you can room with because it's whoever comes back from being abroad. So, and then senior year, it was like, well, we've done all three years. I guess we're doing the fourth. You know what I mean? It was just like a pattern that continued. Were you guys good roommates? Yeah, I would say we were pretty good roommates. We both like to party. We both like to like stay up. Like I smoked cigarettes. She ran track and didn't even care that I smoked. I would be like, I'm going to go outside and smoke. She'd be like, just smoke here. I'd be like, you literally run. Like, you know, I just would, you know, so like, Do you know what I, she's up to now? Oh yeah. I mean, of course, like we still, I think, I think I may have unfollowed or hidden on a couple of social media things, but I know exactly what they're up to, where she lives, where she's at, what she's up to. She just got married like a year ago or something, but like only a couple of our friends, I think even went to the wedding. I don't even know that many people did. So it's like, I know like that I'm a good friend because I like have, I'm still connected to so many of these people. We talk regularly. We were at each other's weddings and like, I see how her life is and I think it's great. I think it's the way she wants it to be, but it's like, it's a different, it's not what I want, you know? And, um, I don't really feel like I feel good with the separation. I know you're such a camper. Well, you were connected to so many people, but I did go work at fat camp and I could not make friends. And then I made one (laughs) friend and then the friend got fired and then I got fired. And then that was that. (laughs) I was like, how am I not finding connections at this camp? Like until I found comedy, I really did not connect with very many people. But like, then you went and you just did this like Finland thing and you were like so close with those girls so quickly, which to me sounded like such a summer camp thing. Yeah. But they're comics. It's just like true. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I also think that it depends on the place, man. That fat camp sounds like it sucks. If you would come to my camp, you would have met at least a few people that you thought were fun. We went out at night, people drank, like, you know, it wasn't like, I don't know. I think 
that not everybody's like you would have found some people you know I went to a fucking college of rich ass assholes like Tucker Carlson went to my college Jesse Waters those were both people from Fox News like it's not great over there and I still met like a ton of awesome people that are great you know like you find good people at places but sometimes you gotta dig a little bit so you have grown up around lots of like rich assholes I guess Connecticut Trinity yeah I have <laughs> I have grown up around a lot of I, I say I say it in my comedy that I'm rich people adjacent because like I grew up in a rich town but like I'm one of six kids so we had like you know shared rooms and it was I didn't get a car when I turned 16 like it wasn't like the same shit I'm not saying I wanted for anything I had plenty of nice stuff but we were not remotely touching the rest of the people that I grew up with you know but I was like peering through the window of richness like you know and but is it something where you're like ooh la la are you like these people are terrible I mean it's funny because like one of the most popular girls in my high school I actually was friends with her from third grade like she had a separate group of friends but we were always like friends with each other and when she turned 16 she got like a sob convertible and I was just like I remember like behind her back being like that's just so fucking crazy like why are these people giving their kids like expensive ass cars like convertible it's like we live in Connecticut why do you need a convertible like you know I was railing against it and then I remember like talking to her one time in science class and she goes well like here's the thing like I get really good grades I work really hard and I think my parents if they have the money to get me a car why can't they and I was like yeah you're you have a point you know like I don't know <laughs> like it's not like you're an idiot like you're not like Elle Woods or whatever not <laughs> that's how a bad dare example. you that's a bad example because she ends up being very smart but I'm saying like you're not just like a popular girl who's like a moron you are very, she was very smart she got into an Ivy League college you know she was so the president you of would the be school. more annoyed if a moron got a car what if someone's just not that smart you can't you're right <laughs> you're right you're completely right like i don't know why in my smart mind kids get convertibles it settled it for me that she earned it and to me that's like not earning it because everything i ever had to do i had to earn i wasn't allowed to watch tv during the week but if there was like a special tv program i could do chores to earn it like i started babysitting when i was 11 and working in retail when i was 14 like i just always had to work and so any of that hand like stuff makes me like kind of crazy, but I think I know how to like, I know how to be around those people, but I don't, I am not those people, you know? I babysat for some capitalist brothers once and it was really weird. They wouldn't share <laughs> toys. They would sell them to each other. And then that's oh that. my God. half hour of screen time. And I'm like, I just don't care. I was just raised differently. So I would put the dishes away for one of the boys. I was like, whatever, I'll empty the dishwasher. You're a child. And the other brother would be like, that's his chore. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Go play. They wouldn't play outside. It was like, and he, he got a guitar for Christmas. And then as punishment, he didn't get to have his lessons or he couldn't play the guitar. And I'm like, that's something that you have to practice to get good. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And then one time the boy was like, my, uh, my mom wants you to stop eating bananas. You're eating too many of our bananas. And it's like, I would eat one banana. Okay. I'm Honestly. not like fisting bananas at this apartment. <laughs> Putting bunches in your purse to take no. home on the subway. No. The, was this in New York City, by the way? It was in Evanston, Illinois. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was an because I babysat for some of the craziest fucking rich people in New York City. Like, but these I would people just... weren't rich. I don't. I mean, they're well. Like Evanston is nice, but like, yeah, I don't think they were particularly rich, but annoying. Yeah, 
And then get, and then at the end, he did go, he's like, you're the worst babysitter we've ever had. And I go, you're my least favorite kids I've ever worked with. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Let's be honest with each other. If you want to be honest, it's like, I just, you're mad at me because I'm letting you watch screw that. Like they were just too rigid with their rules and what needed to happen. And you have, to, and it just was too much. Yeah. These little boys. That is wild. The buying and the selling of the toys to each other. Oh, my God. Yeah, I once, like, had to spoon feed a five-year-old child. The mom goes, can you just feed Timmy? And I go, um, how old is Timmy again? And she goes, he's five. It's just when he's watching the iPad. And I go, so you want me to let your five-year-old, you want me to spoon feed? And I think a lot of people don't understand, like, you know, uh, milestones, but like our friend, like our friends have a kid named Francis. Like if I was spoon feeding Francis, like, don't you think that would be bizarre? It would be, but my mom's a freak and she, <laughs> she loves feeding children against their will. So like, I don't know. Well, like this the was kids like his dinner. Over. No. Yeah. So the kids, so for my sister's kids, like they, so they would go to grandma's and my mom would make chicken soup and then each one had their own stuff. This one wanted pot, chicken schnitzel. And then she would come and sit while they watched TV on little fold out tables and then feed them soup. So they would eat more. But okay, it's like an immigranty thing, not like a, but it's it's definitely sick. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely that's like to me that seems like maybe a cute thing that like a grandma does cuz she like misses like taking care of little kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. This was like yeah. a 5-year-old kid who fully goes to kindergarten and feeds himself all day and then comes home and watches the iPad while a babysitter shoves spoons in his mouth. That's so weird. Wait, did you see there was a meme once and it was like two little kids in a like a kiddie pool and then the ma the grandma was putting chicken nuggets and drinks on a tray to float in the floaty pool and it was like <laughs> god bless grandmas no i've never seen that but that sounds fun yeah it's cute i mean yeah grandparents i've never had grandparents i have yeah. to make appointment with this medium i've been wanting to go to this medium to talk to your grandparents yeah maybe they'll find them like who yeah. knows what if like some of my grandparents have been around floating and i just am like um not seeing it yeah but would they have I, come from russia i don't know like i don't know <laughs> how do ghosts work like <laughs> yeah and how do ghosts talk to medium if they are like mother tongue russian like how are they speaking do they speak in it like i would love the medium to say like oh i'm being uh, i'm being spoken to in russian or like i'm being spoken to in english yeah maybe i just have to make the appointment and see what happens maybe you also have to go to a russian medium well yeah but uh, remember i told you i heard about this one it's like uh, uh busy phillips talks about it on las culturistas uh-huh I want to go to her. Okay, gotcha. Just because she, Busy Phillips' grandma showed up in her friend's reading to be like, can you let Busy know? <laughs> I want to talk to her. And called her a nickname that, like, no only one else the, knew. Only she would know. Okay. So then it was, uh, so then one of the writers called Busy and was like, your grandma came into my medium appointment? And so then Busy went to, like, talk to her grandma from through this woman. How does the spiritual world work? You're just allowed to bump into other people's appointments and say, <laughs> send a message to my pal? That's crazy. I, I guess. So, like, that's why I'm kind of intrigued by this person. But I wonder what the dynamic of grandparents uh, would have done. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. my mom cries. It makes her sad. But I don't know what I'm yeah. missing. Oh, I yeah, I like didn't know my dad's parents really at all. And then my my grandfather had Alzheimer's for most of my life. So he was a little bit off. And then my grandmother, I really did love. And she died when I was like 23. And I was sad. 
But that was like my only grandparent I really had a relationship with. And she's been gone for a while. But I would love to talk to her. She was so funny. Her favorite show was she loved Everyone Loves Raymond. And she loved J-Lo. She just loved reading articles about J-Lo. I don't know. It she's was like so a gay man who picked his <gasps> like, like I'd be one at her house. She'd be like, can you bring me my newspaper? I'm reading an article about that Jennifer, she said to me one time. And I was like, okay, grandma. Your, your J-Lo profile. I do really miss like Us Weekly. Instagram and the internet really took away such a joyous time in my life. I know. You don't like read a profile where you discover any. Now it's just like, what's in my bag? What old ass chapstick am I going to unveil in my bag? No but one cares. But that's like a dream for me. Like, I care. <laughs> I want, like, I, like, I, I hope my Do goals don't disappear in front of me. But like, I want to be like, the products I can't live without. Like, that's, it's a list. It's yes. like lists of things I love. It's like, all I want to do is like, but those are like all my pu those like pu publicists write those. Oh, Not and to then shatter your dreams. The but publicists, I think publicists write it and write send those. it in. Yeah, I think mostly they're like, do you have a couple of things like that you like, you know, or maybe it's like if it's like a specific thing, like, oh, it's a note from my kid that I carry with me. Okay, then that's probably from the person. But like a lot of times it's like, oh my God, can't get enough of this um, hair refresher from this product that is clearly a placement. <laughs> like, you know. I understand there's a couple placements, but I think I have products that I would really love to shout out that don't you need do. any help for me. You but absolutely I like, do. I use the you same do. products all the time. But I, think so do you. That, I think cutting that list down to something... Um, would be hard for you because there's so many things you like <laughs> no be but, hard but essentials things? no essentials it's like the tinted moisturizer yeah. and the orgasm yeah. and a mascara i feel yeah. like those and naked lunch by mac like those are the things but i don't yeah, wash yeah. my face regularly i don't cleanse i don't oh you i know. thought you were like it was like stuff Oils. in your bag it would be like stickers and oh, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> a cool like this is my vip pass from when i went to this thing the other day like you're not your favorite products your beauty products yeah, you're in the bag. 25 things in the bag i think would be um would be interesting and have to be edited Okay, I'm gonna we're gonna listen to a voicemail so you can give some um, advice to people. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, all right, that's exciting. I love giving advice. I don't know if I'm any good at it, but I do like doing it. Okay, let me know if you can hear this. The lady who waxes my pussy is my enemy right now. Um, I usually go to her about every month, but we had to keep rescheduling my last appointment because we both got COVID. So I finally went and saw her today after like nine weeks. And um, I was, like, very hairy, obviously. And so she waxed everything. And then for some reason, she wanted me to make sure that she got everything. And so she made me look in her little hand mirror at my pussy in front of her. And it was very uncomfortable. And I almost wanted to be like, I would rather not. Like, I trust you. But uh, I did it, and uh, I just kind of hate her for making me do that in front of her. Okay, love you, bye. That's a really funny enemy. I thought she was going to say something bitchy about being hairy. Yeah, I thought she was going to, like, be like, whoa, been a long time, or some be say something rude. Um, Listen, I've had so many fucking waxers. They're all over the map. I... I would say if she does that next time, go, I trust you and hop off the table and start getting your undies back on. Like she can't make you do anything. Right. But does that really make everything worse? Like the mirror, like she's been in your butthole. Yeah. She's like poured hot 
like wax on your puss like you guys are tight or is it like too sexual to look in the mirror or it's like you don't want to look at your own pussy i think she didn't want to look i didn't i think she didn't want to look at her own pussy is what she's saying she was like why'd you make me do that well is this a sex in the city moment where maybe you just have to look at your pussy and be fine with it yeah maybe you have to just be like yeah like a charlotte moment where it's like take off your fucking towel at the sauna everybody loves your tits or whatever it is um no but she also had a hand mirror pussy moment yeah right 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 and yeah right yeah, yeah. but it was also like she was prude about one thing not prude like i hate to use that word but like she, she was, was like prude about everything not, why don't you like yeah. prude well, I'm not trying to call your listener a prude just because she doesn't want to look at her own pussy. Maybe that make, doesn't make her prude. <laughs> I thought we were I'm talking just, about Charlotte. I thought we were talking no, about no, Charlotte. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the listener. I'm not saying you're prude, but like, yeah, I'm not saying I don't look at mine a lot, but like, you know, maybe a little check in once in a while with the old. Maybe it's because she was watching. There's just no advice to give. Yeah, it's like if you don't being, like it, it's cool. But yeah, I would say next time just go, but just be like, I think you got it. Thank you so much. And like hustle on out of there. Like. Yeah, that's annoying that she made you do something that made you uncomfortable. But next time, just say so. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I was just thinking they are so good. Like I just got my eyebrows and like chin lip waxed and it is wild. Like it feels like it's on my lip, but then it's not like I don't mm-hmm. know how they're so good maneuvering this hot wax. Yeah, like they how are is very it good. close to my pussy, but not inside? Like, how do they do it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, you're not, you're not they amazed. Can, I mean, cause it, the sh- I don't know. I don't know. I bet you that they did at the beginning. I bet you when they were tra- training, I don't know what they train on. Um, but they probably get, just get very good at like, maybe like, as you get close to like any orifices, you have to like, I don't know. I really don't know. That's a great question. It is. I've wild. never had, I've never had a waxer say, Hey, check it out. Make sure I did everything right. Never. I don't know if I remember. I don't know if I have memories of these people. Just like nameless, faceless women across the nation who have waxed my pussy. And, you know, I remember like it's just been like dozens of random women. But when I was a salon receptionist, I didn't get my pussy waxed by people that I um, worked with. Yeah, I I wouldn't want that. It was just too much for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's you can't do that. No, I went to the same woman for a really long time in New York because she was they were at this this salon near Lord and Taylor down in the fashion district that was like known to have the cheapest Brazilian in the city and still be like clean and like, you know, doable. So I went there forever to the same woman. And then in L.A., I actually don't really get it done that much anymore because who cares? Um, But I did get it done for both of my pregnancies at this great place. And that woman is cool. And she talks to me about her life and stuff. One time someone who I thought would not do this was like, oh, I go here in Brooklyn. And I went and I sat down and I immediately ran out. I was like, you get your pussy wax with soft wax at a nail salon. You're a sicko. (laughs) I'm like, that is, I just can't imagine. I think that I have done that in a bind before. Like when my place has been closed or something and I've been like, I guess I'll go to my nail salon. Like, I think I've done that once maybe. No. Not like I'm me. going on vacation and I need it and I fucked up with like getting it at my regular place. I think I have. But and I've also experienced soft wax before. It's terrible. Yeah, I I it's not fucking for me. 
Yeah. Have you ever yelled at a salon receptionist? Have you ever lost your shit at a doctor's office? Have you ever slapped a grocery store worker? No, I have never really gotten into physical altercations in my life with anyone except for my family members, like my siblings. I've you smacked around them? and oh yeah, we've pulled hair and like, you know, pushed each other and stuff. But like, Whoa. even then I've never, cl I've never like fist punched anyone with a punch. I haven't um, either. So yeah, never. But, um, I will say I can get really pissy, but I haven't like ever like th made a scene like fucking, but I can get pissy if, if, um, I think I'm being given the runaround or jerked around. I can get, I can get pretty mad, but, um, especially on the phone, I'll really let you have it. <laughs> like on the phone, I will really unleash, but like on, I'll uh, apologize at the end though. If they help, wait, wait, oh, like recently I was at Delta with both my kids. I was rolling them in on their little wheelies and Rosie just started crying when we got to the airport for no reason for she, she could like, she felt nervous. She was in a new place, I think, cause she was truly fine. Five minutes later, we're trying to check in at Delta. The woman's telling me, even though I've already checked in, we need to recheck in at the computers to get baggage. I'm flipping. I'm so rude to this Delta woman. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, I already did all this online. Why do I? have to do this again like and I have my two kids but I think she like could see I had the two kids so she was really patient with me and then at the end I go thank you so much I'm really sorry I just like this it's really stressful to travel with them and she was like no problem like I did apologize <laughs> but yeah no the phone is definitely easier I do appreciate that you know when I'm gonna be stressed out and you let me have it <laughs> like on the way to Matt Rogers show yeah 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 i just I know feel like i'm not held i'm not held to the bad behavior i have when i'm stressed before events and i do like that yeah I, and it's also like if i agree to go to something with you i know i'm gonna have to get there like an hour and a half to two hours early and that's just what's gonna make you happy and make the, the whole thing go better and that's just what i have to do and that's I mean, fine standing outside of the backstreet boys was a learning moment for me we should have <laughs> brought maybe bottles of alcohol maybe a picnic i mean <laughs> some I kind of plan <laughs> to pass the time um yeah I, I yeah you know i like to think that if i, I know what like somebody's you let people be themselves thank you you don't hold people um you don't um, encapsulate a person for their negative qualities. Yeah, but you know, I think I did. Back in my 20s and stuff, like I would have friends that would like, I would constantly get in fights with because I expected more from them. And I was like, I just like, this is what I would do for you. So like, I don't get why you're not doing it for me. And like, I was like, that's counting. And that's like, you know, sometimes you just have to like meet people where they are. You can't just like expect you know, you have to, you have to adjust your expectations of people. It can't just always be same expectations for every friend, same expectations that you put on yourself that you put on your friends. So I try, I, I really feel like I have learned about that. Cause I used to be a real stewer. Like I would just stew about something somebody did for like a really long time. And, um, I think then I got to a place where I was like, Nope, I got to get it. I got to get it resolved. And then I also, really try to look at my own part in things a lot more that Jared has taught me a lot about that. I used to think I was like fucking right all the time. And now I'm much more willing to go, wait, you know what? That never occurred to me. That wasn't my intention, but I am sorry I did that, you know? Yeah. So do you think that's marriage? Learning. Learning. I think it's also just getting older and like learning and stuff, you know, like 
Definitely. Like when someone, it's like you say to me when we've had things before and you've been like facts aren't feelings or is it feelings aren't facts? I don't know which one it is, but like, it's like something I do or say can make somebody annoyed. And it's like, I never even thought of that, but like, I don't want you to, I don't want you to be annoyed or like sad that I wouldn't want to be the cause of that, you know? And, and then I know for like the next time, like, Oh, this is kind of a trigger for this person. Or like, they don't really like when you, you know, like some people, like hate it when you go well I've been talking to Lisa and we both think they're like no you talk to me about how you feel who likes no 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 no. but like (laughs) you could even some people are like who else says that like who else you know people are different like some people will say like does everybody feel this way and some people are like no no don't come to me with other people's thoughts or whatever you know what I mean like there's just things I feel like you learn I just feel like from getting older and now I I like to say I don't really have too many open cases right now in my in my uh in the docket like I don't have too many like problems with people right now you know yeah (laughs) I don't know I feel like a lot of my beefs are like not imaginary but like not consequential to my life like mm-hmm. I might hate the person that you wrote in that chat earlier, but he has no effect on me. And I don't you don't, see this person. And you don't interact super often. Yeah. And like, yeah. It's like theoretical enemies because I hate what they are. And yeah. then I think in, in close proximity to me, I feel there's two, two beefs in the neighborhood. Well, let me ask you something. <laughs> Sometimes you'll say, I don't like this person because this one time they were a real dick and they did this thing. And that's like totally understandable. They did something shitty. But then sometimes I feel like you'll meet that person again and, and like have a good time with them. Do you revise your opinion on people or are you pretty much like it's done? They pissed me off so badly that time. No, it depends. Are you thinking of a specific interaction or a specific thing? I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm like specifically because I definitely don't think it's fair to be like, this person was rude to me once and that's forever. That's that. Like, I think that's kind of, I hope I'm, but at the same time, I do believe in first impressions and you know, like I, I think sometimes people don't, and I don't really think, I don't know. I can't tell if people really, really change. Like sometimes you give someone a second chance and then they like do it again. And you're like, but I think it's an expectation thing. I think I also used to be like more extreme and I like you or I hate you. And if you're Mm -hmm. polite to someone, you don't like, you're a fake person. Like that was, that was how I lived where, Uh and like why it's fake if you're pretending to be, and it's like, you could just not care, say hi, not be pressed. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. And so I think people that I used to be like, you're the worst person, you misogynist. I'm just like, what's up? How are yeah. you doing? Nice. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, totally. But I'm trying to think if, well, it's hard because sometimes it's not a planned thing. Like, actually, you're right. There is someone I'm supposed to be talking to right now, but like, I can't control it. The trust has been broken. I don't trust you. I don't want to tell you mm-hmm. this stuff. Do I forgive you? I don't want to hold this against you. But yeah, I've changed the way I feel. And I don't mm-hmm. know how I'm supposed to kind of switch that. Yeah, that's hard to come back from. I It's not planned. I wish I could be like, okay, thanks for your apology and move on. Like, I would love to be able to just like brush it back and keep it moving. But that's just not how I feel in this moment with this person. 
Well, I'm time like, helps with that like, kind of yes. stuff, right? Yeah. Yes, but to them, it's like more stressful. Where it's like you're acting different. This is fucked. If you don't want to be my friend anymore, just tell me. And it's like, right. That's not how I feel. But like, it's not a snap. It's not just an oil change. Like, I don't trust you anymore. I don't. No. Like, I you, have had that you exact same thing. Up. Like, sorry. I had a friend in New York in comedy who was, I, I could see would always get in fights with people and cut them out. And I was like, she's going to do it to me one day. And then one day she just started playing the shit where she was mad at me and I had done nothing. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, I'm not doing these games or whatever. And then we eventually reconnected years later and she immediately wanted to like be best friends again. And I was like, we don't, I don't, that's a quote from uh, the, the movie about ice skating. What's that fucking movie called? What's that ice skating movie? called um blades of glory or i no no the one with the girl with db sweeney and moira kelly i don't know it's called, what you're talking oh, about topic you know the movie was <laughs> topic they say topic no he becomes <laughs> he's a hockey player who becomes an olympic couple skater with this girl it's okay, like oh my okay. god it's killing me i'm gonna have to google it but love on the ice she says something where, where she's like, he's like, I, you just walk in here and expect me to thank my lucky stars. Now that you like me, I don't downshift that fast. It's like this whole monologue I used to say. And like, I, I just think people can't downshift that fast. Like you can't just be like, okay, great. I'm glad we got that settled here. Are my deepest, darkest secrets. Now, like we're back together again as friends. Like, yeah, it just like doesn't work, but I think you can get back there with people. You just, it does take a lot like time and it takes time. I feel betrayed but yeah i just know that i've been bitchy and not nice to people and i don't think that's me as a whole but i'm sure i was bitchy to them so like they're allowed to have right. that opinion of me but that right but you know i am more than those experiences and maybe those people will experience that or not but like i'm sure there's people that are like she's a bitch I don't like her. She did this or that. Or like, I told you, wait, did I tell you this? There's a guy, there's a, there's a host. Um, there's someone that hosts at the cellar. And after my set, he came up to me and he goes, you were really funny. I didn't want to like you. And I went, <laughs> why? And he goes, well, you shushed me once. And I went, okay, fair enough. And he was kind of <laughs> taken, <laughs> he was like taken aback by that. And I go, yeah, that's wild. I was like, I just shushed you. Like was someone on state, like what was happening, you know? And I don't remember this, but I guess I shushed this guy. And so for years, he's like, I, we finally meet. And he was like, I hope this bitch isn't funny or good. And then he was like, you made me laugh. I thought I would hate you. <laughs> You're rolling also, your eyes. Also though, like in what world did you just walk up to someone while he was in the middle of a conversation with someone and shush him? He obviously was talking while someone else was talking. Like, you're a defender of politeness like i just don't think that that's like he's like i was just trying to talk during someone's set and you shushed me like that's what happened i don't know yeah because i give you the point on that one but i'm glad you can work it out <laughs> yeah it just made me laugh um <laughs> But there was like one set I was on where I really hated the producers and maybe I should have been more mature, but I didn't know how to be, but I don't like them. And I'm sure they tell people that I'm so difficult and crazy to work with. If well, I that's a thing. That's a thing that women have to deal with that men don't mostly. I think men can mostly go, I don't like this fucking guy. And no one thinks they're, de they're, they're being difficult. They think that they, something's wrong with the guy, you know, something's wrong with that producer. 
but women get this reputation all the time for being psychos. Every woman I've ever heard of, like, who's, like, the head of their own TV show, like, I remember always hearing, uh, Meredith Vieira's kind of a bitch on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Katie Couric's a real bitch on the Today Show. Ellen DeGeneres, granted, yes, I think that was a toxic work environment. Rosie O'Donnell, everybody you've ever heard of that gets their own show that's a woman people are mad at. I really liked Katie Couric. Yeah, she seems like a professional. I don't know. Yeah, but it's like she probably told someone one time she didn't think they were doing the job the right way. And then it's like she's a raging bitch. You know, it's just a different set of standards. Absolutely. And, you know, my new thing where, you know, you guys are friends with date rapists. I get to be psycho at a dinner. That's yeah. my that's my saying. <laughs> so I lose my cool and fight with you. I mean, I've had some cringy moments throughout comedy, but whatever. It's just like, well, either I'll know each other for decades or like melt with the rainforest. Like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And everything's a learning experience, right? Yeah. I mean, we're learning we'll see every who's day. standing in 20 years. Like We will. <laughs> God, I hope I don't melt with the rainforest. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, Pakistan, like, you, is it not even in the news anymore? 50 million people lost their homes. I don't know. Shit's, shit's out of whack. Our enemy is the environment, if we're being yeah, serious. Our enemy <laughs> is. We we're are the there. enemies. Yeah, of we're the, the environment. Enemy. The environment's so chill and trying so hard, and we're just assholes. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't believe we're such dicks. Like, I don't know. Humanity is so fucked. And I know there's like sweet moments, but <laughs> as a whole, it's pretty wild. No, I know. Yeah. But then it's also like I recycle and then people tell me that recycling's bullshit. So it's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm trying. You <laughs> know, I'm doing my us. best. We're just too comfortable to I have revolt. a reusable water bottle. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. I'm a plastic queen, unfortunately. I know that. <laughs> You know, you you do acts of service. So do you sometimes feel like you're not getting reciprocal? Was that your part of your 20s? Yeah. Oh, that's a good, that's a, probably a good thing that I talked to a therapist about once. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, it, yes, probably for sure. Like, I'd be like, I do this thing for you. Like I threw your birthday party for you. And now like, you can't come out to my show that I invited you to like, or, you know, I had a friend that I always thought was choosing drugs over me and I was always getting mad at them. And it was like you, but like looking back on it, it's like, okay, well, was the, was the person going through a problem? What was going through their life? Like I was looking at it as just like, I show up for you. Why don't you show up for me? Like, I just wasn't like seeing the situation for what it was. And I adjusted my expectations. That person's one of my best friends, you know, like I just adjusted for that point in my life. And we had a couple of years where we were not seeing each other with the same frequency. And now it's like, you know, back to no problems, you know, who is it? Do you um, want to type yeah. it in the chat? Yeah, I'll type it in the chat for type you it in the chat. Cause I don't know how much you guys edit. You're going to put in the unedited we version here. We, oh, we okay. bleep everything. I always, Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. You great, know great. who everyone is. So that's good too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, except yeah. this college person you don't know. And this other person too, you didn't well, know. You don't know out. those people. Well, yeah. Right. But in terms of who does acts of service for you or you don't need that. I don't know. That's a really great question. Um, I mean, Jared like tries to, but you know, I have a thing sort of where like, where like, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm, let me just do it. 
You know, like I can do it. Like I'm just, you know, but he does, he does a lot more stuff around the house than he used to. And that makes me feel good. It really like when there's like all these dishes and he just does them all, that feels like a great act of service for me. And he does that all the time, but he didn't used to. So, but we worked that out in some couples therapy, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I really do like doing things for people. So if I can pick you up at the airport and I'm not doing anything, I'll do that. But like, I'm not like sitting at the airport being like, why does nobody pick me up? You know what I mean? Like people are busy and the airport's fucking far away. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Cause you stay yeah. busy. You stay busy. I like to be busy though. You know, you stay doing the, Oh my God, you know what? We have a common enemy. The person at our live show last week or a couple weeks ago. I'm going to oh say a couple weeks God. ago. Oh, my God. Our enemy is the person from our live show a couple weeks ago. Whatever. We don't have to edit. <laughs> Listen, people just, I don't know what it is. They come to our live shows, and I don't know if it's like, I really don't know if it's a combination of like not being out in a while because some people will message us and go, this is the first thing I've gone to in public in like two years because of the pandemic or whatever. I don't know if it's that or like, they're nervous to talk to us or they seem we have a parasocial relationship with our listeners, right? That is a relationship where you feel like you're friends with somebody, but we actually don't know each other. You know what I mean? Like we tell them everything about ourselves pretty much. I'd say we're pretty unfiltered. We talk about whatever we say a lot of things about ourselves. So they know a lot about us. And so they go they're at the show and they feel like they can just kind of yell out whatever, because it's just their pal that's up on stage. And we're trying to like put on a show for people and people just are wild and out acting insane but and most people are fun or it's like yeah. a little call out or a little chat and it's kind of cute and fun and we have great moments and then it's just like honey why are you getting blacked out and yelling that's the thing i would say <laughs> that every single problem we've had with someone at our shows you can correct me if i'm wrong has been someone so severely under the influence it's not like anyone's <laughs> ever just like they're drinking a coke acting like a fool like it's people like de like when these when those people left I think I, I couldn't tell that our friends that we talked to afterwards like we're not giving me a clear story but like they said when they got up it was like animal house how many cans were in front of those people <laughs> yeah. so like it's like why are you at this show just trying to erase yourself like or like whatever is going on like erase your memories like I don't understand what's going on well on but, Trixie and Katya's podcast they said that they went to Violet Tchotchke's shows and there were people on like K in the oh audience. yeah yeah and Katya's like why are you getting catatonic right you go why are you going into show? a k-hole but even like violet show is more of like an artsy artistic thing that maybe you just want to go into a k-hole and take it in like that like our thing is like two bitches talking non-stop like you're not going to understand anything that's going on. we're not flying through the air like in a pair of negligee like violet tchotchke but you know what i mean also like from the beginning before we even really fully started all throughout the show yelling out but not positive stuff because sometimes people are like they just don't know they're too excited and we can tell we're professionals yeah. so like yeah i could tell when someone's just like drunk and happy versus angry versus needs attention like there's all these different things but what we experienced that night it was like they weren't on our side it wasn't like ah! we're trying to connect it was like and just these two people right was it two oh, of yeah. them yeah yeah, yeah yeah everyone's great that's what i mean because someone else was yelling out but it was like they wanted to connect and we got that like yeah. they were annoying and silly but we made fun of them and it was fine because yeah. their spirit was positive for some reason with these two it was like 
this episode sucks. That sucks. This is stupid. Why, like, you know, why it was did you like, buy a what? ticket for the show when we tell you what the episode is? Like, I don't know. Like, that it was, was so weird. It was like, how do you think this is going to go? Like, you just said it's a bad episode. So you want us to leave the stage? Like, what do you yeah. want? And then it's like, you're trying to ruin our slideshow by yelling out. I've asked you multiple times to stop talking. The people around you keep shushing you. I Did keep they stay for the whole you. thing? No, they ended up being forced to leave. But towards the end. Okay. Because when you yelled at them, that seemed pretty close to the beginning, wasn't yes. it? And like... When Lisa yells at you with that tone of voice or, or tells you, to, like, it's just that to me, that's it. Like, something's wrong with you if you keep talking after that. Like, that's uh, like, you're I very stern and I would not want to fuck with you. I legit said, why are you doing this? Like, <laughs> and it's like, you came to our thing, so you like us. So if I'm like, you're making me this upset. I don't yeah. know. It was like when we were in Chicago, though, I couldn't hear these people as well as you because I was on the other side. Uh, yeah. I could hear the Chicago people. And I was like, you guys have to stop. Like, you have to fucking stop talking. It's just you're right below the stage. It feels like you're whispering in my ear. Like, stop. And they find they stopped, I think. Uh, but like, Jesus, I don't know. I think people don't know how to be out in public yet. Truly. Well, it's no, Some it's people. always because um, we then socially we went out to a bar and stuff to hang out. But you know, I experienced this when I went to see Sandra Bernhardt and someone yelled out a city or a movie. And she goes, why'd you yell that out? And then she wasn't even in the movie. She goes, I wasn't yeah. in that. Why <sighs> you're like interrupting a person. We're all here. Like what is in your brain? And this is 10 years. <laughs> this is like for sure. Pre pandemic. Yeah. There's something sick in people. No, one of my best friends from high school does this. She does it at my comedy shows. She does it all the time. She's coming to our New York show. And I told her, I'm being serious. You can't fucking do this. She's like, okay, well, she just drinks a little bit. And then it's like, she thinks she's at like a sports game. It's really crazy. Like that. It's all about yelling and like saying whatever you want. It's never mean like when it would, when it, like I would call her a heckler, but she's not heckling. She's like literally trying to support, but it's really annoying and really inappropriate. And I tell her to stop all the time. And she's like, I know, I know I got to stop. And it's like, but she has issues. Like it's a, it's a fucking issue. And what is the issue? What is the diagnosis? I mean, I think she's a, a narcissist as well. You know, I love to diagnose everyone as a narcissist, but she truly is like so kind of in her own circle of her own life that it's like stunting her in a lot of ways. Like she cannot have successful relationships. Like a lot of things are just like not working out for her because I she cannot see the world through any lens that is not her own lens. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like, I'm at a show, someone made a joke that reminds me of something else, so I'm going to yell out that word. Like, it just doesn't even come across as, like, something that you wouldn't do. And she's also probably the person where if the person performing said, what the fuck is wrong with you, would that act like they were the victim and they've done nothing wrong and they were just laughing? Well, she <laughs> doesn't really... when people go, I wasn't even talking, and it's like, we're all professionals here. Yeah. The door guys, yeah. like the hosts, the servers, us on stage, the sound guy, we're all here every night. So like, I we know you're talking. <laughs> yeah, no, she doesn't play stupid. Like afterwards, I'll be like, you were yelling shit out. And she's like, I know. Like, like she, it, it, it's crazy. It's like, she can't stop herself. Truly. Like, she's not like, she doesn't play victim afterwards. She's not like that guy was a dick. Cause she's like, Oh man, that guy hates me. I was really talking during she his, I was yelling things out. Like it's wild. 
and we've addressed it. And I've also texted her before shows and been like, I'm glad you're here. Please don't yell anything. And I think and sometimes it's worked and other times it hasn't. Well, it better work at our New York show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell her. I'm going to kick her out. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I will tell her. Well, and I also think about the people around them. Because if I can hear you, that means everyone sitting yes. next to you can hear you. So you're ruining everyone else's time at the moment. And that bothers me, too, because you don't know how much people spent to be somewhere got babysitters this is like they don't go out often like you just don't know what gets someone out and so like you can't just ruin everyone else's time i know but you know the woman who won trivia remember a long time ago i did a show and i went back to you and i said this person said the show's too late it yeah. was her. I know. <laughs> I can't she believe it. She tweeted us. She tweeted us. She it's made it amazing. happen. She lodged a complaint. Her complaint was heard. Our new show was earlier, and she won trivia. And she sat front row center at the time. Given it was like I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I could not believe it. That was so fun and cool. But yet, we got I think more people out at a ten o'clock show than we got out at an eight o'clock show. So I don't know what's going on or seven thirty. Yeah, maybe people want to eat dinner. I mean. I, I, to understand what people want and how people get to places or what it's they're doing. It's too crazy. I just, if I want to do something or go see something, I am so desperate and psychotic. You don't even have to send a link. I'll find it. Yeah. I'll find it. <laughs> yeah. I'll find um, it. I'll stalk it. I'll do it. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? I, I feel like our tour is real. Our live show is really fun, though. I don't want everyone to think that, you know, when you come, you just have to deal with a bunch of no. psychos that are yelling. We have no. great shows and people should come. It's a nightmare, but our bra- I don't think this it's is just my segue. Us. This is my segue into us promoting the tour. I know, but also <laughs> brain-wise, we're like wired to f- remember bad stuff to protect ourselves. Of course. It's like biology. Yes. Like, obviously, we meet the best people and have the best times. Great hugs, great chats. People are laughing. People like it. Or they say really funny things and the timing's perfect. We, you like, only remember the one joke that bombed. That's so true. Yeah, it's just like it's kind of it is what it is it's like we had the best time at our shows and then it's like yeah i'm talking about this bitch all night (laughs) (laughs) i'm talking about this bitch all night it was like from the beginning was trying to like put a stop to our moment it was weird it was negging it was an audience yeah and i didn't understand was like in her like late 50s or something and you know what i think i saw an instagram comment where that person wrote in and said i'm bringing two non-listeners like they were excited that they were coming and bringing new people to introduce to this podcast and then they just came and acted crazy i'm assuming it's the same person because it's the same first name oh wow i didn't see that i'll send you a screenshot okay let's let's talk about the tour and then we'll do another voicemail and then you'll you know live your full dreams okay great the tour yeah it's gonna be amazing i mean we're coming to so many cities we're doing when is this coming out i don't mean we're doing the south we're doing the east coast we're doing east coast southeast coast north we're doing the midwest i mean florida 25 cities yeah it's a lot yeah it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. a lot. I feel but, like it's going to be really intense to do like six in a row. But it's fun, too, because like we're doing a little bit of stand up, too, which is fun. So people can come see and we'll two different drive. sides. I don't know. Yeah. It is really cool. Like, I feel like I've waited my whole life to be able to post a Instagram post of, of a the tour, tour dates. Yeah. 
yeah it's no it's like, cool it felt sexy and cool to post all those dates yeah and it's it's sort of fun to be like wow i can't believe people in all these different places listen to us but um we'll see uh you know, I'm psyched. I'm excited. I like going to see different parts of the country. And God knows it's been a long time since I've been to like DC is one of my favorite cities. I love Boston, obviously New York, Philly. Um, I'm excited Florida, for even. Florida. Yeah. yeah. Alabama, buy some tickets. Huntsville. Let's yeah, go. baby. Huntsville, Alabama. Get it, on it. It's also wild to think because, you know, our friend Julia, she grew up in a small town and she always says how like that you had to travel far to do stuff. I've, I never realized how lucky I was to like grow up yes. near Chicago. I can see the Backstreet Boys. I don't have to drive nine hours to see the yeah, Backstreet like Boys. Yeah, like when we started doing our first shows and we did like yeah. Denver and there were people that drove there from like the Dakotas. I was like, what the fuck? How long is that? And they would like, it was hours and hours, but they were like, but nothing comes to us. So we have to drive. Like we're used to it. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I do don't even, I like take for granted that I have just stuff going on everywhere. Uh, where i live but we're in these amazing cities okay let's mm -hmm. listen to this voicemail hi lisa this is a caller from minnesota um i have two items right now um i called with one and then all of a sudden i have two enemies to talk about my first enemy is you lisa <laughs> this uh -oh. call took forever to go through to voicemail way too long must shorten that up straight to voicemail is appropriate <sighs> My second item relates to you, obviously. Um, you keep saying that you're an introvert, introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert. And that's what I used to say to everyone. I thought it really expressed myself. Like, I felt like that's really who I am. Is it introverted extrovert or extroverted introvert? But I told this to somebody from my college, and she said, that's an amniovert dummy. She did not say dummy. But it's an amniovert and you must use that term. You can't say introverted, extrovert, or extroverted, introvert. So I just wanted you to know that and know my name um, and that I hate her forever and hate your long call forever. Thanks. Goodbye. So you're her enemy. Just she called to tell you you're her enemy twice. I know, but why? What? What? Because I took too long to answer? No, I think it's like because it's just a voicemail, right? Yeah. So she's saying, I think the call takes too long because it's probably through Google Voice or something. That's not really on you. That's a tech thing. It's like, I think she's being funny. <laughs> I'm um, glad you're here to so, protect. I just didn't get it. I just I might have blipped or like I just didn't hear it at that moment. And I was like, wait, yeah. what did I do? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> she was just like, it takes too long to go through. I just looked at that word, though, and it's ambivert. Ambivert. And what does that mean? Like ambidextrous, it means both. So like it means a person whose personality has a balance of extrovert and introvert features. I feel like that's most people. And then right. there's like the bell curves. I think we've all become too obsessed with like pretending we're something. But when I look, I think you, Burt Kreischer, maybe J Jared Free, like extrovert, extrovert. Like yeah. you'll talk to, you're talking, you're talking. Like I do need to like lay for a day or two, or I need to like, 
I don't know. Like I get, I get jazzed by it. I love chatting with people, but then I do get exhausted too. I don't know. Yeah. See, I'm such an extrovert. Like in particular, like when, when Burt Kreischer goes on live and goes, we're at this bar, come on and hang. I'm like that. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I like, I agree with you that like sometimes even us going out after some of our live shows, it's like, it is draining. Like it's draining for us to go out and like talk to people we don't know and, and, and talk for like, you know, but and so I, I understand that because, like, I can't get drained from that. But, like, if I'm going to have, like, a day of laying, I'm going to be like, I wonder if any of my friends are available to, like, come and lay with me so we can, like, chat while we do this. Like, I don't really like to be by myself, you know? Yeah. I can still relax, but I want to, like, chat with someone. Not, like, the I whole know, time. but that's what Not I miss. Non-stop. I miss <sighs> that about life, just, like, lounging at people's houses. Yeah. Like, just watching reality TV for hours on a couch with a friend. Like, I do miss that. I, I don't know do it that sucks. often. Like, my life also, like, I can't do that unless it's, like, nighttime. And, unfortunately, most of my friends are stand-up comedians. And we can't really, you know. I mean, I can during the day. Like, now my kids are at school. But, like, I... I have shit to do. We have, we have so much shit to do. We got so, shit to do. Yeah, like I do feel like I get energy from other people, but that's but I also mean like we were at my birthday party the other night. Like that's such a fun thing for me to just be around so many people I know and just check in with people and have lots of fun conversations. Not necessarily like take go to a party where I have to meet 20 new people get everybody's bio like that I'm, I'm fine at that but like that is draining you no, know I was actually gonna that's when I, I had my brain fart um was because I was gonna mention the birthday party <laughs> I walked into the party I saw you we hugged and then I saw Will and the Joyces and I sat at that table for 90 percent of the party <laughs> And then some people went in and out of that table, but I mostly, and I think that's what I do at parties. I like going to busy places and then sitting. And letting everybody like come to like come around you. Yeah. Kind of, but with a secure crew. So I had my besties right then and there. (laughs) And then, um, but I did miss out on seeing a lot of great people that were there. So, you know, it's a give and take, but that's the vibe I was in. It's like, oh, I saw you, but you were across the room and I never really took a lap. I never really took, but Yeah. Yeah, but I got some a little bit of time. There's a, a Lizzie Cooperman was there, former guest. I obviously oh, yes. wish I talked with her more. I got a little action with Elliot, but that's it. Her Lizzie's birthday card to me did say that my gift is a tarot reading. She said <gasps> oh whether you like God. it or not. So yes, I gotta get it done. I need to see the fucking future. I will say I got us tarot readings one time. Remember? Yeah, I got us tarot readings on a Palm Springs trip. We have a friend cried. who is who is very good. Everybody cried. I really loved her but the reading was like pretty inaccurate for me (laughs) like it ended up because I was pregnant and it was like it was like I'm getting a lot of female energy feminine I was like yes I'm having a girl I'm having a girl and then it was a boy maybe he's got more feminine energy though like maybe it won't be wrong in the end maybe he'll like come bounding out of the closet to me at an early age we'll see but like I just remember being like oh okay but I, I gotta get another one you know, I can't uh, I can't just uh, call, throw in the tarot towel, you know, No, because it's just like anything. It's like a massage. It's like getting your nails done. It's like doc- it's like anything. It's like restaurants. There's great ones and OK ones and bad yeah. ones. And like, you you know what I mean? You can't I, I think it's unfair to shut out everything from. No, like, of course. You have one bad burger and you're shot. never going to eat a burger now. Well, I don't eat burgers. You know that. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say, I went to some book reading yesterday and they had vegan burgers from Burger Lords. Oh, yeah. 
in our neighborhood and i never have had it and it was really good yeah burger learns has good burgers i actually haven't been there in a while i should go get one those are good it was really enjoyable do you have to go pick up your children in 15 minutes that's exciting (laughs) what are you doing tonight Tonight I'm home. I have to finish some of our work because I leave for this wedding. I have my birthday tomorrow night and I've got my show Wednesday night. So tonight's my only night to like finish the work before I leave for the wedding on Thursday. Oh my God. Wow. I, okay. Maybe I should start on next week's work too. We're always working. Check out our podcast. That's messed up an SVU podcast. Yes, please. And that's messed up live.com has all of our tour dates. If you want to see if we're coming to a city near you, come check us out. Do you want to do your personal Instagram or your show in LA? My personal Instagram and Twitter are just Kara Clank, K-A-R-A-K-L-E-N-K. And then I have a show every Wednesday in LA at Bar Bandini. It's a stand-up show. We get great people. Lisa does it. Um, And it's free. And it's at a great wine bar. So come on by. That's Wednesdays in Echo Park. God, I just thought of another big enemy that we both had. Um that we're not allowed to I'm, really talk about i don't i'm think. opening do you, the chat do you know what i'm talking about um oh yeah <laughs> That's that funny. was a hardcore enemy of ours for a week where we non-stop talked shit and, ha- and sent hatred but now we're kind of past it it we're totally past it but it but taught us both something because we wanted to respond so badly and we were told not to and that was a uh, great advice i would say yes yeah because it did eventually just blow over and we did have a friend trying to respond and it just still wasn't doing anything for us um this oh, was man. great our voicemails were really silly they weren't really hardcore advice i thought you were gonna give some like really you know i know i advice. really wanted to hear about somebody like you know trying to cut someone out of their life or something but listen but these were fun um but my yeah. enemy is the fucking cricket that lives in my garage and pipes in when i'm doing fucking podcasts wait what happened to the mouse in your jeep i don't know it's gone it got okay. out okay i i it's gone I'm still traumatized. Like I still, every time I'm driving, I like look over if I, like I keep, keep thinking I'm going to see it. Yeah. The mouse is an enemy. It's gone though. It's like way gone. We put, we had traps out for 24 hours and it didn't, it didn't take them. Like it it got out of the car, but I was terrified. (laughs) Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. I was so excited to get the booking. Finally an enemy. (laughs) Finally, I'm an enemy. Well, Um, I'm having people on this pod that I've never met before, and they're all, like, scared when they come on that really i I have an issue with them like they think they're coming on to beef and then i'm like so tell me about stuff and they're like this isn't what i expected i'm like this isn't (laughs) what i expected but here we are (laughs) all right bye another episode in the books i hope you loved it please comment give me attention kisses forever but we're done Enemies is a headgum podcast. Anya Konevskaya is our supervising producer. Ali Kahan is our associate producer. Rochelle Chen is our engineer, editor, and producer. And me, Lisa Traeger. I am also a producer. Hello. Thank you so much, Carly Jean Andrews, for the cover art. You are incredible. Jack Krause, thank you for the theme music. I love it. Please follow me on Instagram at GlitterCheese and at Enemies Podcast. Rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. 
Tell us about your own enemies by emailing enemiesthepodcast at gmail.com. But really, I'd love to hear your beautiful voices. So email us a voice memo or call in and leave a message at 323-677-1943. That was a HeadGum Podcast.